Hello and welcome to the Race Road Seek podcast. Today I am about to call Tim Taylor, who is out on his own doing some pretty long travels around Australia. I'm just about to dial into him, so uh, I'll get him to tell you a bit more about what's going on, but he's uh, taken on quite a big adventure. Um, let's give him a call now and he can uh, tell you what's going on. Hello, Tim. How are you? Very well, thank you. All right, we're recording. We're on. So. Oh, right, yeah. No worries. <laughs> we just uh, thought. Uh, well, so, Tim, where are you now? I'm in Kalgoorlie, so which is slightly off off route. I was, as you know, I was planning to take uh, 2017 Race to the Rock. So I, I'm in Kalgoorlie. I've got uh, schools and lions clubs and other organisations who want to meet me, so which is lovely. So that's far uh, more important to go and spread the word and uh, tell everyone what we're up to. And um, uh, their support is just uh, phenomenal. So oh. in, in, to answer to the short uh, answer is Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. So is it uh, nice and warm where you are? Because it's pretty cold here in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, Mum was saying it's freezing. Um, the, the nights are below zero, and the days warm up to a beautiful 23 degrees. Okay. So, all right. So, Kalgoorlie, it's warm. You're in the west of Australia. And, all right. So, but what's, what's explain to the people out there, what's, uh, what's taking you there? Why, uh, where have you started from? What's, what's all this journey about? Why are you in Kalgoorlie now? Where have you started from? Fill us in. Fill, fill you in. Yeah. I'm writing for a charity called the Avalon Centre, which is in Melbourne, in East Melbourne. And I'm writing to raise funds for the homeless, and specifically to raise funds to buy a home for the homeless. So every donation and every bit of support we get is 100% towards this house, this home. And I started on the 28th of April, and the original plan was to follow all three of Jesse Carson's routes that he put together. So 2016, Race to the Rock, 2017, Race to the Rock, and then Indy Pack back to Melbourne. So mm. we've travelled pretty much um, a lot of 2016 Race to the Rock. I did, uh, did a sort of a express delivery through the Coorong to Adelaide yeah. and then picked up the Bundabiddy and got as far as Horn and then I was a little bit behind schedule as my mum and dad were meeting me at uh, Ayers Rock so I made up a bit of time uh, up the Inadata and then up the Stewart Highway mm-hmm. and then just recently I've come down the Great Central Road all the way through to Laverton and have got some uh, was planning on going from Menzies following Jesse's road to the top of the Monday Mini, but I've got some schools and other organisations that would like me to, to speak about what I'm, I'm writing for and uh, how to sort of inspire sort of five and six year olds to put the iPad down and get them out on their, their push bike, which is wonderful. So, mm. so tell me then how you left. 
April 28th, did you say, or 29th? And yeah, 28th. 28th. And how many kilometres now have you covered on your bike? Uh, well, um, for those who don't know, I'm riding a curved GMX. <laughs> how many k's have you done? We'll get. We'll give us the plug later. How many k's? I want to know how uh, far you've gone. I think I'm, I'm <laughs> roughly about five thousand into it now. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. So we're some days I'm on the Great Central Road. I will, and I'm probably sure we'll talk about it more in depth. But I was down to about sixty k a day. On the bitching, and I'm sort of averaging about 130 to 180. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. how was the Great Central Road then? Just uh, you've touched on it. I mean, was it pretty slow going then? Yeah, the, the, great, the great Central Road, um, and I, I put an Instagram feed up, and it was, I was stoked to see a mes- message from Desi saying that's, that's one serious road you've just travelled along. <laughs> and the, the Northern Territory side, Brutal. I think I pushed for two or three hours each day, and I um, had sort of planned 100 to 130, but I only managed uh, 60 that first day. It was uh, just the sand. Um, so it felt like I sort of should have bought a bike leg, like a dog leg, because I was I was pushing the bike so much. Oh, really? So a lot of lot of hiker biking in that section was there? Yeah. So two. Um, and around the little place called Docker River, which is the first um, supply point I got to, which I think was 230-odd caves from Ed's Rock. It was just soft sand and oh, pushing wow. it. And it was, it was interesting. I met a, a truck driver driven up from Melbourne with this um, grader on the back, and he uh, got to Docker River and he was at the back it's like, oh, everything all right, mate. He said, oh, I've got to take like a 3K run up to get through the soft sand. Oh, wow. Like, oh. <laughs> so that was all right. So the, the Northern Territory side, sort of knowing that it's the rougher of the two sides and both sides, I mean, Northern Territory and um, WA. Yeah. Once I got over the, the border, I, I was back riding, which was wonderful, but it was very uh, rocky and slow going with. Yeah with heavy corrugation, so. Oh, wow. So, I mean, at, at that point, you're in a fairly remote place of the country, I suppose. So, I mean, how, you said, how, how, how far were the resupply points at, from from where, from the last, uh, or how far were the resupply points at this point? Yeah, the, the resupply points um, were about 240 k's to 260. Yeah, wow. And then the last one, which is from a, the remotest roadhouse in Australia, which is, and forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, but there's a thousand versions of how to pronounce it. <laughs> I pronounce it Chukla, which was 315 k's from Lagerton. Oh, wow. So that, that was my biggest um, stretch. And how were you, what were you doing to, to survive these stretches if you were only doing, you know, 60 to 100 kilometres a day? Well, I, I had... Uh, I was carrying uh, about 12 litres of water with me and all. Um, Food-wise, I carried tin food, so I sort of uh, wasn't starving or getting dehydrated or anything. It wasn't luxury either. But, um, it, it was surprising because I never ran out of water and I never ran out of food because so many travellers would 
would stop and ask me what I was doing and oh, can we top your water up and oh, would you like a mandarin and oh. things like that. It was just, just lovely. Oh, so, that's good to hear. Yeah, there's, um, the travelling folk were just sensational. So, hmm. But it was, I, I had this, for those long stretches, I had a, a backpack where I'd put extra biscuits and, and carry a few litres of water and that first, first day of like leaving the roadhouse, like the backpack would just eat into my shoulder. It's like, oh, can I just dump this water and, and drink it all with my kiss? So <laughs> yeah. it, um, it was all, all good fun. It was, it was nice when I set up my little camp and I had to have a, a nice drink and no, yeah. even though the shoulders were aching, it was all, you needed that water because it's absolutely nothing out there. Yeah. And so how, so you'd, um, yeah, so travel this, you know, travel through the day with a sore, with these sore shoulders, then you get to the end and how, what sort of camp would you set up? I mean, were you sleeping on the ground or? Yeah, I'm travelling, this is, a, for those who don't know, I've been travelling on and off since 2011. I used to have an old-fashioned steel, heavy steel touring bike, carry 60 kilos and everything. So this trip is sort of the exact opposite. Um, I can't consisted of uh, a bivy, so a uh, bivy, a uh, mountain laurel is the one I used with a cumulus sleeping bag, and I lashed, lashed out just before I uh, left and bought an um, air mattress, like a little um, X-bed, so I'm very, very comfortable at night, but it's not a, a tent or, or anything like that, mm-hmm. and camp just consisted of I'd ride till around four or five and then I'd have, have, have enough light to, to get the BB out and, and sort of um, go through things and then have dinner in the light and then we didn't, the eyes didn't stay open for too much longer <laughs> after dark so yeah yeah that's very impressive um, and it, so has it been a pretty yeah, so obviously a lot of time by yourself. You said you met up with your mum but uh, and dad, but it's been a pretty lonely trip or, you know, what are the – who's your co- your company out there? The, the company on the Great Central Road, I had uh, – at night I could hear dingoes howling. <laughs> they weren't that far, so that, that was company. But I'm not, I'm not sure if it was um, company I really wanted. They never worried me or, any, or anything. Yeah. Um, but it, it surprised me the sort of the longest stretches on my own during the day uh, were on the Great Central. You'd sort of have, I'd start at first line to, to try and um, maximise my time. I, I was trying to ride a bit at night, but because of the slow going, I couldn't generate enough power in my day. I don't have the power to fight light. No, so I, yeah. I thought, oh, well, we'll just start at first light. So I'd have three or four hours and then I'd have a whole an hour it'd be like the Monash freeway, like caravanners and, and others on the road and then during the day I'd have it to myself and then in the afternoon. So I sort of I'd better have a day on my own or, or anything like that. But uh, you'd, you'd have patches of six or uh, six or seven hours maximum and then a bunch of caravanners or mm-hmm. travellers coming through. But the, when I started the Great Central Road, I didn't realise at the time that the lady at Warwick 
Canada was telling me um, in Alice Springs was the desert in Christ. Uh, so yes. there was a, a huge amount of four-wheel drivers uh, coming uh, to that. So the first, the first two days out on the Great Central were very, very busy. It was busy. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I put a post up on Instagram. These, uh, my first top watches came out when I was uh, between Labor and Leonora. So yeah. the, uh, these miners from the nickel um, mine came out. So that was just, that, yeah. was, <laughs> that blew, blew me away. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. So how are how are people following you? So you said they've got dot watcher. I mean, where do we where do we follow you? You and I mean, you're talking about Instagram. What's the best way to to, to follow me? Yep. The, my Instagram accounts the Walking Cyclist, and to follow the dot people can log on to onelineforthehomeless.com.au, and on there it tells everyone about what I'm up to. The charity and there's a tracking page. Ah, cool. And, that, and that's done through, I think it's called uh, Map Progress. Map Progress, yep. Yeah. The same so, one we used on, uh, on the Indie Pack. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. the one. All right, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll publish that up on the um, on the on the page um, as we go to podcast on this so people can uh, click and link. Um, and so you're raising awareness and you've been raising a bit of bucks too is that uh, that's obviously the plan yes it, it's amazing so people um in the beginning really wanted to give me cash and it's like well i sort of can't carry cash because i don't see a bank each day <laughs> it's a bit unsafe so yeah uh, people donate through the website so i've got uh, little cards i hand out to people but since i'm running a bit bit short as I've been saying, it's been wonderful, the, the support. Um, I just get people to take a photograph of the card and they, they make their donation through uh, the website. Then it's all tax deductible for them and, and everything. And, and the support as well as, like, I get to, like, the lady who ran the, ran the hotel, she gave me a, a free room for the night and, and things like that. Oh, so nice. Yeah, been been wonderful. So, oh, that's excellent. So, make sure. So, I guess the message is that as you're looking up uh, Tim, then make sure you get on there and donate or help out to the cause and um, yes, do the yeah, make make it yeah. worthwhile. I mean, it's a pretty admirable thing you're doing um, for the homeless. So, I mean, look, we obviously talked a bit about the um, the Central Great Central Road. Let's backtrack a bit, and you've you left from Melbourne, headed out to Adelaide. So you quite a bit of bitumen through there. What was um what was the two thousand and sixteen race to the rock route like? Wonderful. I enjoyed every minute of it. The when I left Adelaide I had um torrential rain. So I had two fronts come through which slowed me up, one in the Coorong and then one when I started the um Adelaide Hills on the the Morstan Trail, but it was just uh, phenomenal riding so the, to, to anyone who's thinking about it do the Mawson trail even if it's just sections of it it's just um, a wonderful thing that I think South Australian tourism or whoever sort of designed it it's just beautiful riding and the I was called into the bike shop in Melbourne as I think yeah. called out, out of edge and they, yeah. they were wonderful um, 
And so that that was brilliant to hear that in fact I was really looking forward to it because that was the where I was really going to test my water capacity and carrying and how all that works. So that was that was excellent. And I I didn't do the northern section of the two thousand sixteen race to the rock room. Mm-hmm. By that I mean I didn't go up to think yeah. and across I sort of cut the corner to make time up. And yeah, it was just a, a beautiful a beautiful course that Jesse's been. I think um, this year to, uh, this year's race to the rock takes part of it. Is that correct? Yeah, it does. It looks like it does. So I'm uh Listening, I'm all ears at the moment because uh, I plan to be getting that far, and uh, we'll. Uh, so I'm I'm keen to know what it's like uh, up that top end. Yeah, well, the I I had a really good um, chat, and he's a lovely gentleman who runs the Lindhurst Roadhouse, and he was saying that over the this season uh, has been incredibly dry, so. The, the northern section is incredibly standing. Oh, okay. Nasty. So, yeah. So, because he, he said to me, he said, look, at the rate you're travelling and what you've been through, you'll get through to Unidata, no worries at all. And between Unidata, Singapore, Unidata and Marla, it's very standing. So, hence why I, I sort of, I didn't even have half a day up my sleeve at that stage. So, I, um, took the William Creek Road. That's a that's another story, but yeah, it, it's very dry and, and sandy. The that northern end. Yeah. Okay. So uh, oh, so that's uh, that must be tough going then when you when you see that sand. Uh, it's um, it's sort of like you know I think you guys should take my cycling shoes up, put flip flops on or thongs, and it's like being Jesus. Oh man. Um, but, it, but in saying that, it, it's sort of um, when you get to that section of hard, rideable, and then, oh, beauty, I wonder how long this will last, and it only lasts for half a metre, and it's like, oh, but it's, um, mm. a good, it's a good test of character, just to, like, like life, you just gotta keep plodding through it, and you'll eventually get there. Get so, there, wow. Oh. oh, I dread to, dread to think about it. Oh, well, I'll guess, I hope, uh, Hope it's beautiful roads for uh, for the race of the rock riders as they get through it. But uh, as we all know, I think it's going to be pretty uh, pretty tough going, no matter what time of year you go go there. Yeah. Well, the the other thing uh, is that Lynnhurst. Do you go through Lynnhurst? Uh, not Lynnhurst. Do you go through Lee Creek? Yeah. I I haven't checked at this point um, in my infinite uh, planning, but um, right. Well, just just for, for everyone who is. If you do go through Lee Creek, um, it's a good little service point now, and the supermarket is closed on a Sunday. Okay. Just, just for your notes. Oh, but there you go. It, it's um, but the supermarket, um, you do make if you do go through it and make it, um, is good. It's got good services. It's not. The, I was talking to the lady there, and she was saying, but. Uh, because the mine shut down, every, everyone thinks that Lee Creek is, is shutting down. And they're like, oh, we're keeping it open. So no, cool. it's, uh, it's a good read supply point. All right. Well, we'll go make sure we give them some business then. <laughs> mm. uh, 
And uh, all right, so that's you, you've done the race, the rock. Now you've gone. You're tr- aiming to do well. Most of uh, the 2017 race, the rock in reverse, but yep. you've ended up in Kalgoorlie just to yes. to go see all your adoring fans. Uh, what's yep. um, what's where you're headed to next? Then, so you're heading, you're making your way down to Albany. Then, I, I assume. Yes. So I'll I'll make my way down to Albany via. Uh, Northman, Esperance, and across the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then my plan is to pick the Bundan Biddy up from Albany end, not on the, the northern end. So, oh, okay, yeah. And then what I'll probably more than likely do is when I finish the Bundan Biddy, when it intersects the any of the Pacific wheel race routes, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll pick it up and then start coming home. Heading so, home, yeah. So just uh, yeah. aim east from that point on. It, Exactly. So, so and are you gonna are you gonna miss the? Do you think you're gonna miss the lot of off road riding that you're doing? You're gonna miss the off road riding to then hit the bitumen on the way back. I, I am. I, I for those who don't know, I spent nine years working as a tour guide between Alice and Alice Springs and Perth and Alice Springs and Darwin, and um, I just love those wide open spaces and those those outback roads that sort of got their own unique character, but. Um, yeah, I'll miss it, but I'm looking forward. Many years ago, I started cycling to Perth from Melbourne, but circumstances, I had to uh, go to Queensland and end up working. End up, I ended up working up there, so mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to to doing the Nullarbor section. So yeah, cool. And and it's and I and, I, I, and on that, I'll just say a big shout out to all the truck drivers. I've met so many truckies and. lovely so yeah. I, I did hear a hot tip from um one of the indie packers who was a truck driver who um just carried a little um who bought himself a little cb radio to carry oh, yeah. and because he's a truck he obviously knows the not doesn't know the lingo but just said that the ultimate thing to do is just basically have one on you and as you're riding along the the nullabore especially just Give them a heads up that you'll be on a bike, and they give you a wide berth, and they they love you for it. So it's um, yeah. and apparently it's not big or heavy or expensive, but um, yeah, maybe something to to look into. Um, True. Yeah, I'll try to swap down because I've got a, a couple of days. I'm going to leave. I think Sunday, Calgary. Uh, so tomorrow as well. So that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that was. I thought that was an interesting tip, but um, yeah. So then you. Head back in Melbourne. When you get back to Melbourne, how many k's do you think you'll have clocked by then? Um, well, it added up to eleven thousand, but I think oh. it'll be it'll be about ten because of the oh. the, the slight detail. So it'll be between ten and eleven thousand. Cheating! You're cheating, Tim. Ten. I know. It's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think ten thousand is pretty good. Uh, 
Pretty good. So, all right, now we can talk about the bike. Um, what yep. are you riding? What's uh, what's taking you on this massive long journey? The, what I'm with every day is a, a curved GMX size small. It's, oh, yeah. um, uh, I think you refer to it as the adventure bike, and it, it certainly is. So, yeah, it, it's stock standard. It's um, yeah, it's. We spend every day together. We haven't had any arguments, and <laughs> it, it really feels at home. I must say, on those those long desert rides. Oh, just, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so and you're you're riding. Um, so the GMX, you're riding drop bars or you're riding flat bars. What's the what's the sort of setup look like? The setup looks like I'm riding. I think they're wood chip or cow. Yeah. I think cow chippers, either cow, so salsa cowbells, yeah. Yeah, the, the road handlebars with the the um, flare, the drops yeah. flare out. Yeah. Yep, and I've got uh, some aero bars on it, which oh, work really well because I actually, um, I put a litre and a half water, I strap the, those boilery straps to the aero bars and that works really well. Yeah. I've got a, uh, under the handlebars, I've got a, um, is it Revelate Design uh, handlebar bag? Yeah. It's one of those rolls. The roll bags, yeah. Yep. And I keep all my heavy sleeping bag, grab sheets, and everything I sort of need for the day. So a, a jacket and my nuts and things live in there. Mm-hmm. And then on the, the front fork on the Great Central Road, I was carrying uh, two litres of water each side. Yeah. So I got a total of four. Yeah. And those, and I think they're those salsa three bolt now cages. Yeah, anytime cages, yeah. Yeah. Anything cages. Yeah. And then in the frame, I've got a Revelate Design frame bag. Yeah. And that I'm carrying a two litre pummel back mm-hmm. and a bike lock. And tins of food, pump, and things. And then uh, out the back, I've got a Revelate Design uh, Bistro, I think it is, saddlebag. Mm-hmm. And that's got more spares and um, clothes and, and things in it. And I sit on a books, uh, Cambium, I think. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Cambium, I think it is, yeah. Yep, uh, C17 saddle. So. Yeah. Nice and comfy. So what um, I think what interests me the most is that now how many, I mean, wheels and tyres, are you, is it one tyre set the whole trip? What's going on there? Have you uh, changed tyres? Yeah. Yep, I changed my tyres. I had a box that mum and dad brought up, so I put, um, if we roll back to my trip across from Adelaide, I broke my wheel going across. Um, and luckily, I, I actually had it booked into a bike store in Adelaide. I think you guys, that Steve put me on to Brian Mechanics. Yeah. And they, they were excellent. And I was running, a, my rear ring was a Sun Wing or uh, 32 yeah. Yeah. hole. And the chap said it was just fatigue. They, all rings do it, but um, he noticed it. So he put a, a new. On the LX rim, yeah. uh, on it, and that's been brilliant, and that'll 
I have no doubt that will see me all the way home. Yeah. And the front means still a sun mingle because obviously yeah, it doesn't have the road, so that will send me all the way home. Tyres, tyres. What tyres are you running? Are you all this sand and bitumen and all these different, uh, everything? What's, what's... Everything. I'm running, uh, is it Schwalbe? Schwalbe, yeah. The Schwalbe or Schwalbe, uh, whatever. Yeah, um, Mondial, yeah. Uh, 2-inch 29er, so uh, 6-6, six, six, uh, sorry, 6-double-2-50, so 2-inch. Yeah, so the Mondiales, they're a nice big heavy tyre. Um, so two inches, not huge, I guess. So in the sand, it's um, a little bit squirmy, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, it's they rumble a bit on the bitumen. Yeah, and they, they, I find the ideal surface is sort of a rocky, hard corrugation. So yeah, not a problem. In the sand, you can sort of the, the back end sort of fish tail and this and. Yeah. Um, but they're not they're not too too bad. So I, yeah, uh, the set I left Melbourne had two thousand k's. I got to the rock they had five thousand copper. Yeah, and they were still. I said to Dad, "Take them home. They can still still use them. And <laughs> I'll, put the, I'll put the new ones on." Just yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, they'll see me. They'll see me home. So yeah, cool. I mean, it sounds like that. From what I understand of those tires, they're pretty bomb-proof. Those tires, they're not the lightest tires, but um, nor the most vol- voluminous. But um, we'll just keep going and going and going. Mm. So. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I've run them on on my other touring bikes, and they're, they're, I wouldn't say they're, they're bomb-proof, but I had a, a puncture. Um, just out of Melbourne, but, so. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but since then, touch wood, I haven't had any, yeah. well, any, any issues. And what, what really surprises me with them is, um, I know we talk so much about the Great Central Road, but when it was so rocky, they, they didn't even, you know, look like they'd been scarred or, or anything. The sidewalls were still in perfect condition. No, so, excellent. Yeah, so... As I said, you, you do pay a bit of a, a penalty with the, the weights and things, but mm-hmm. you've got that reliability and, and durability. Yeah. And so how's it? Um, so I guess um, compared, so you're riding the GMX, which is a titanium frame. Um, yes. And you compare it to your steel tour. I mean, what what do you feel the difference is in, in, in the setups, like and how it rides and how it feels? Um, well, I... I think if I was on my touring bike, I'd probably be still pushing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I was carrying 40 to 60 kilos oh, wow. on my touring bike, and, and on the GMX, I think she's up around 20 to 25 yeah. when she was fully loaded. So, um, that big it, difference. Pardon? Big difference. Yeah, huge. And it just. The, the GMX t- to me tends to just roll over um, the corrugations or just rolls along the dirt road, and there's still that fun, lively feel to it. Whereas my old steel touring bike, it sort of it would hit a corrugation and you'd hit the next one, you'd hit the next one, and it wouldn't have it, it sort of did, but it, it really didn't have that lively feel to it. Mm-hmm. If you sort of understand yeah. what I'm saying, it had, it had a very robust, carried a 
big road, like a road train. Yeah. And it'll it'll go all day and it won't, you know, it'll take you around the world with you sixty plus kilos, not a not a problem. But it, yeah, when you were in the good congregations and your legs were feeling good, you could sort of have fun on the titanium genetics and it just sort of um, just roll along and the effort involved was is huge. You know what I mean? One of the reasons I, I went with the GMX being titanium so much lighter is less effort and mm. less water and food consumption I need and it just I don't know what it'd be interesting to sort of try and work out the figures but I'm sure I'm sort of doing a quarter to double the kilometres with the same effort as I I oh, wow. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. yeah, but I guess I mean weight and what you're carrying is a big difference in in that as well. Um, do you feel like you're travelling smarter in in this current setup? Or yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the touring, my own setup, I had four panniers, handlebar bag, rack bag on the back, and you had all this room, so you're just filling up with stuff and. Half of it, you would like cooking gear. I never really used yeah. things, but um, everything I've used this trip, I've never needed anything else. I've got um, everything with me, and as we were saying, it's so much lighter. It's, there's so much less stress on the plane. There's so much less stress on the wheels and tires. It's just um, as, you, as you said, it's just to me a much faster way. To, yeah. Travel. It's Sounds like a lot less stress on the rider too, Tim. <laughs> yes. Well, well, my my um, backside on the corrugation has just been pounded by the yeah. back end going up and down. <laughs> but it, because it was so light um, and so compliant, it just soaked it up. And I hate to think what the backside would be like on my yeah. So, oh, two bike. Which brings me to my next question: How are you feeling after all these Ks, and how you go, how you feel like you? How's the body holding up? Well, the, it took um, a few weeks to get into into the rhythm, and I really felt fantastic at the end of the Great Central. So, I think uh, for those who don't know, I'm a very big, heavy rider. I think I weigh about 105 kilos when I left, and I'm down, I've probably lost about 8 or 10 kilos there you go. now. <laughs> In the 90s and, now. Pardon? In the 90s. Yeah, which is fantastic. So, um, which is in about, I think I've lost 4 inches in my stomach, so that's, that's a, my health is fantastic. Oh. So, it's, um, the rest of Kabul is, that I've been looking forward to, yeah. and it's um, it, as I said, the, the GMX. It, it, it's not a, it's not tiring me out riding on those. My old steel bike. I remember when I cycled across Canada, I was doing 130 k's a day, but at the end of the day, I was buggered. It yeah. was just, it just brutal, and um, I can always remember the start of the Morrison got some very steep pinches um, and I was walking them with the GMX and we just walked up and I thought, oh, God, I don't have the 60 <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you, you just, it just sounds like you're getting lighter and things are getting easier day by day then, Tim. It's just like, you know, you're going to get lighter, the light and the load, you know, yeah, less stress. Exactly. Sounds sounds ideal. Yeah, well, the, I was coming down, I think I'd left Leonora, I think between Leonora and Menzies, I had that wonderful feeling in the legs where, oh my God, you're just spinning today and you can feel like, you could do it all day. Let's put a four hundred k day, and um, so that was that was terrific. And I've been coming across the the Nullarbor will be really enjoyable. And um, as you said, the light and you know another few kilos off, and and it will we'll just fly home hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. the the key, and I was I was thinking about this when I left. Uh, is I'm trying to make sure I've got events and things planned when I get back because I don't obviously I don't want to lose all this fitness which is which is good I'm sure if you speak to Jesse you'll have something planned for you yeah I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a bit of aerobic cross training exercise yeah and so I mean you're talking about all this sort of lovely well, you're making everything sound so amazing and so beautiful. I mean, what are, have there been some dark times while you've been out there? Oh, certainly. The, the first night on the Great Central pushing, I, I got to the point where I knew I wasn't going to make my target distance. And I'd sort of eaten during the day, but not obviously I hadn't eaten enough. I felt totally wrapped out. So I, was, I took the ground sheet out and couldn't bother getting the pig out I just lay on that thinking oh this is you know this is the we've got to find that inner strength because it was just that was that was a hard a hard afternoon and um, there's been a few uh, days early on I think I was in the Coorong and Salt Creek is it the um, one of the roadhouses and it was absolutely bucketing down with rain and you're just thinking, oh, you know, trying to make tail and bend and that would happen, I made an NG and then, <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, the, the, the cold, when that first cold um, hit the Kuron, they were, they were long, wet um, days, so it was just head down and keep keep plodding on so and then I, I think um, by the sounds that Melbourne won't warm up by the time I'm sort of heading, heading across yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that the, the Nullarbor section won't be hard yeah that's true well yeah but um, oh look it's I guess it's in those times it sounds like um, you know that's where you draw on the parallels of why you're doing this and and uh, yeah, you know, who you're raising money for? Because it's in some ways you, it's very easy what you're doing in comparison to what some other people are doing. Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I remember early on, I was it was thinking of the, the homeless out in the streets and out every day, and I've got a beautiful mountain laurel design bivy to to get warm in, and they're um, struggling to get warm, and they what, what little they've got. So it, you draw strength on that, and you draw strength from all the supporters and dot watchers it's just just incredible yeah fair enough well i mean it's an amazing story tim um yeah we've 
when we first heard about the story, we were all pretty gobsmacked, and yeah, we were yeah just excited to to help you out with a you know to get you on a bike and um, follow your journey and um, yeah, uh, I hope that um, this podcast and the more stuff that we push will just help um, highlight what you're doing and um, and raise some bucks for the for the people that you're, you're trying to raise bucks for and. Um, people get behind you because it's just um, yeah, like I said, it's it's, it's extremely admirable, and um, we're just chuffed that uh, you chose uh, a curved bike and and Jesse's courses to 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 take your you, well to choose your adventure on. So um, thank you. No, no, thank you, and it's a, a big shout out to to Jesse and Sarah and everyone else who, who put their their time and, and effort into those courses because I. I sort of took the, the view that, oh, yes, I could ride across Australia, but it, the, the wonderful work that um, those guys and Curve do is just, if people don't go out and ride them, then why, why bother you know, designing them and, and putting them on? And um, I hope my ride can show that you, know, you don't have to actually ride the whole course. You can do sections of it as a touring ride mm-hmm. and be rewarded with the most amazing adventure amazing people and and things and uh, yeah as, as you said it's all all for a wonderful cause helping the mm-hmm. um the avalon center and the um raising funds to buy a home to the homeless and, oh excellent so once again what's uh, where's the best place to to donate and to to find you the best place is the loan ride for the homeless.com.au and everything's on the website donate page is uh, you can be taken to that, and tracking is there's a tracking page. So line ride for the homeless.com.au. And if anyone has any uh, clothing that they want to donate to the Avalon Centre, the Avalon Centre, they can just uh, that's in East Melbourne. So it's all all through the website. No problem. Um, yeah. Once again, Tim, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've inspired me to to make sure I get out there and 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 do this and uh, do it for a good cause as well. So I am, um, yeah, uh, looking forward to having a bit of a taste of what you're, you've experienced over the last uh, the last little while. So thank you for that. And um, oh no, pleasure. And I'm, I'm sure we'll speak again because race to the rock is until September. That's right. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask for some more tips. So don't worry, I'll be I'll be calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go get my tips and then get Rhino's tips. Yeah, that's right. I'll need everyone. I need as much help as I can get. <laughs> um, no, but thanks heaps, mate. Um, good luck with the next leg. Um, if you need us, we're here. Call out. Um, make sure you follow Tim. Donate. Do everything. It's just done. Um, no, well done, mate. Um, we'll. Uh, We'll be in touch. No dramas, and, and thank you again for all the, the support, the support, and the um, love, and, and everything. It's just tremendous. It's a wonderful community we have. Oh, it is indeed, it is indeed. Thank you, Tim. No worries. All right, mate.